Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler. It is the Steelers Blitz here, too, on a somber Monday. How do you spell that Blitz, by the way? Ah, uh, with Z? Ah, okay, okay. Now, I've heard at times you can get a podcast. Ah, and wherever you get your podcast, if you type in Steelers and Blitz That's with it. that Z on the end of Blitz, you could get this content commercial free. Is that what you're telling me? Commercial free. I, I have heard. I mean, that there before. might be like a commercial or yeah. two in there, but, but but it's not like commercials all the time. It's like commercial free. It's like on demand, right? Let, can I let the people in on a little secret? Oh, you can like just hit that like thirty second jump ahead. Are you button. serious? What did I do? What? what? You could do that. Hope our corporate overlords weren't listening. Ooh. I didn't say anything. Hey now. Can I ask you a totally off-the-wall question real quick? I love off-the-wall questions, actually. You listen to your podcast at normal speed, or are you one of these people who who boosts it up? Because you know you can listen I've at like heard, one and a half yeah, speed. I've heard people or... say that. I've never done that. I've okay. heard people say that. Thank though. you. I didn't. I, yeah. I was worried if you were, you know, like you always tell me when I bring up the fact that I have pretty much the same breakfast every single day. Yes. You're always like, that's some serial killer type behavior. People who speed up their podcast <laughs> listening, it's serial killer type behavior, all right? I'm just saying. Yeah. I, I don't. I have enough going on in my life. I don't need to fast forward through my podcast as well. That's something that I actually like to take my time with. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like intimacy. It's like certain things don't need to be rushed. Certain things you just just let it play. Let it play, man. All right. So with that, yeah, I like to let my podcast just play at regular speed. I don't need to rush it. <laughs> you funny. Oh, you funny, funny. Oh, Arthur Motes, you funny. I'm waiting for a uh, text back here from our buddy Chris Carter. And you get in the dot, dot, dot. So I know I'm, I've been getting the dot, dot, dots here for <laughs> like five saying, minutes. Yeah, so I don't know. I was asking if he wanted me to call him now or if he wants to wait till the last segment. <laughs> uh, waiting for Mr. Chris Carter. He is definitely typing. He's, he's like, yo, should I text him back? Nah, let me wait on it. All right, wait I might text him back. He's probably right, listening right now. Like, yeah. All right, I'm going to play with these guys. I'm going mess, to mess around with these guys a little bit. I'll tell you what here. I'll tell you what here. We got a lot of tweets. Oh. There he is, Chris Carter. He says, right now. Right here, right now. You like, your, right now? Do you have headphones? Uh, I'm going to figure it out. You got them headphones? 
Come on now. You know, I'm a, I'm a gamer. I got to stay light on my toes, man. You got to stay light on your toes. Coach might bench me next, man. You never know. Anybody, hey, he said anybody can get it, man. Now, Te- technically, we are a part uh, of the organization. Technically. Ain't that the truth. Now, for anyone who's listening today, we've had some maybe um some some continuity hiccups. Like, we've had a couple seconds of silence in the breaks and stuff. We're like in a new the, studio like, today. Like, like the songs of silence? Simon and Garfunkel. Come on, that's a classic. I'm guy. trying to get this. Let me find out you know a little something. I'm trying to get this mouse to work here. All right, it looks like we got him here. It looks like we got our buddy but Chris do Carter. We got him. The phone is dialing. I'm trying to get my headphones in I'm here. I'm trying to get mine as well. I'm over here like flustered. Hold on. I think he's on the line. Chris, if you can hear us, give us one second. This is the most professional thing we've if ever done. If you can hear us, blink twice. Bark, bark twice if you're in Milwaukee. Hop on one leg. Can you hear him? You what, got your headphones happened? in. I can hear him. If you can hear me, blink three times really fast. I, I, uh, Did you blink three times? three times? Hold on, hold on. Yep, if really you bad. can hear me, rub your rub your stomach and pat your nose. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Could you? Do the, if you can hear me, do the Joe Musgrove. Check for my behind my ears for Vasily. Yeah. If you can hear me. Ladies and gentlemen, from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette and the Locked On Steelers podcast, the most professional intro we've ever done here on this show in our new studio today while we're still trying to figure out all these buttons and everything. We had a field trip. It's one-third of the Migos. Chris Mama. Carter, CC. What's up, buddy? How we doing? I'm all right, fellas. I'm all right, fellas. Just got done doing another episode of the North Shore Drive podcast with Brian Batka. That'll be up uh, really shortly for uh, all you. Two Pittsburgh good friends of the show. Listeners. Hey, now. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So, uh, you know, it's it's not a happy Monday for Steelers fans, but you know, it's always great to talk football with you guys. Agreed. I think that's well said. Let's get right into it. Chris uh, Moats went on a a brilliant, brilliant monologue in our first segment, talking it, it, about it how I. it was I with where this team's at right now. If you've made a change at quarterback, right, that means you can make a change anywhere and everywhere. And like we heard Mike Tomlin say yesterday, leave no stones unturned. For you, is there an area where that stands out? Would you like to see maybe uh, Pickens and, and maybe someone like Miles Boykin get more opportunity? Are you pounding the table for Loudermilk or Robinson on the defensive side of the football? Are you a Jalen Warren type of guy? It, it, are there some tangible oh, changes God. that this team can make right now, other than quarterback, obviously, because we know that stone has already been turned. And return, man. Where, that as well, too. Where, uh, where you know, anything standing out to you in, in that regard here now that you, you've had some time to dissect since that loss yesterday? I think a few things. One, it's clear this offense isn't good enough to sustain multiple fluid drives to get you down the field. You know, there's and there's Kenny Pickett, I think, showed the potential to be that quarterback eventually. But there's still not enough execution from the rest of the offense with Deontay Johnson. Like, you can't go through a drive and do that when Deontay Johnson is dropping the ball or not getting his toe down, or Chase Claypool is not getting not getting open, or you know Pat Fryermuth just not, not there because he's concussed. You know this is it's it's becoming more and more clear that you have to find a way to, to take easier shots down, or not easier shots, but take those bigger shot plays. Say hey, it's not going to need 12 plays to get down the field and score this time. It's going to take five or six and and find those one-on-one matches and trust your players to win those matchups. And if you lose them, you got to take those lumps. You know, it's one of those things you can't be afraid anymore to take those lumps. You're already taking so many of them. And I think that part of it is, you know, if, if you want to have a real criticism of Matt Canada, I, I think you need to, you know, there's, there's some of it that, that can be horizontal attacking, but you've got to attack vertically more. And 
I think that Kenny Pickett did that. He's shown the ability and the willingness to do that. And some of it is going to, but it's also going to the right guys to do that, you know, because if you're throwing deep to Chase Claypool and he's not able to out jump a guy that's six, that's six uh, inches shorter than him, that's a problem. But George Pickens looks like he can do that. The question is, is, can anyone else, can anyone else do that? Because I guarantee you, if you hit on that once or twice, teams will start doubling him and then you'll need to find ways to feed off of that. But I think going into this, you know, and most you brought this up is, Jalen, you know, is it Jalen Warren time? I, I think only if you really think that Najee Harris is hurt, which he very well may be, and you need him to be 100% so he can be back where he is. But I can tell you just, I watched back this game two, two, you know, two extra times already. So, you know, a lot of my, a lot of my life I've spent uh, doing valuable things here. Uh, but uh, um, but in, in seriousness, when I went back and I'm looking at a lot of those Najee Harris runs, go back and look at who are the people flying up to the line of scrimmage. The safeties are flying up because, again, they respect Najee Harris. They know that he's good. That if, if you cannot let him get going for this Steelers offense. But when Jalen Warren was back there, guys weren't flying up. Why? Because you know what? You're not worried about Jalen Warren. I think that might be an advantage that you can claim right now. But the people who are just, you know, just saying, oh, his, his yards per carry are higher. His yards per like, okay, yeah, but no one like when you're looking at matchups, he's not the guy that you're circling when you're when you're preparing for a game. So yes, he's going to get more of that space. I, I just. I don't think that that's it's necessarily the answer just to put him in unless you're saying, hey, you're, you're, you're doing this to give Najee Harris a breather so that he can come back, be healthier, because maybe his foot injury is more than what he's let on. All right. That's interesting right there. I like that. Um, I did want to go back to uh, Kenny, man, because obviously you did watch it a couple of times as well. Just talk about some of the things that you liked from Kenny and then some of the things that you want to see him improve upon as well. I mean, I, I liked Kenny's ability to see the field. I, I thought that he – this was the best job that we've seen all year of a quarterback understanding what's in front of him, taking what's there, and you know, and occasionally trying to feel out when to take the shot down the field because he did a couple times. And there were some passes that he should – like the intercepted Deontay – that he threw to Deontay Johnson, uh, you know, or was trying to throw to Deontay Johnson. That's inexcusable. You know, that, that's, just, that's just bad. It was like, okay, cool. You're, you build back from that. But this guy – I mean, you threw 52 times and completed 34 of them only one interception, um, you know, to, to go along with that. But truly, I think a big problem is just is just like you know the the, the talent around him not being able to coalesce and, and help and help him out at times. Uh, but as far as his his performance, you know, I wouldn't say you know spectacular. I wouldn't I wouldn't say I, I'd say satisfactory for a, for a first rookie start against the number two defense in the NFL. Um, you know, as far as seeing the field, attacking the right receivers at the right times. Um, but you know you need to you need to help him out because as as well as he can as well as he can play sometimes as well as he can see the field if you're not capitalizing on those moments if you're not making the extra man miss then you're going to be asking him to do this a lot by himself and you kind of just taking what there this is not this is not a Tom Brady offense you know Tom Brady is a guy who could see the field so well that he could win with those guys who didn't necessarily make the extra man miss because he would consistently do that. You can't expect Kenny, Kenny Pickett to be that. Like, you know, and I think Kenny Pickett can be a great surveyor of the field, but you're asking a lot of him. Now, I will say the things where he needed to improve, I think there were a lot of times the Bills faked him out. But, again, this is what happens when you ask him to throw this much. But there were times when the Bills faked the blitz and backed off of it, and then he kind of stayed in kind of a rushed mode, um, and he checked into something earlier. There was a third down where he checked to Najee Harris where – they faked the blitz and they dropped back and they were all over him as soon as he threw the ball to Najee Harris. So, 
uh, you know, things like that. But again, you'll clean that up. You're a, he's a rookie. He's he's adjusting. I've seen Kenny Pickett. That guy studies a lot of tape. He studies a lot of film. He gets better with each time that I've seen him go out there. I covered him at Pitt, so um, you know I I think that he's going to be moving forward just fine. He's not the person that I'm really looking at the most going into this, these next few weeks. Well, while we're talking offense, let's let's stay there for a minute. Chris Carter with us here on the Blitz. Chris. Uh, fair. I, I said this to Motsi at, at the beginning of the show as well, too, and, and I haven't gone back and, and rewatched the game yet. I'll, I do that tomorrow, usually. Um, it feels like, to me, the offensive line has done a pretty good job in pass protection, but not the greatest in the run game. One is I that agree. I was going to say, one, is is that fair? And two, then, is... is 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 you know, how much of that responsibility does Najee Harris shoulder versus just being on the offensive line? Yeah, I think it, it, you know he shorters some of it, but I think a lot of this is on the offensive line. And you know what? I, I, I hearken people back to the early 2010s, late 2000s, when a lot of people were saying Rashard Mendenhall can't see the hole, blah 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 blah. Like a lot of people said that, but as soon as they added Marquise Pouncey. He was, obvi- he was like, oh, his vision got better. No, his vision didn't get better. He just wasn't getting hit behind the line of scrimmage as much. You know, teams weren't, weren't just able to just stuff, stuff him as much as they are. And I think that's what Najee Harris is, is running into. There's a lot of times he runs to the line. Like, there was one play early on where Dan Moore, Moore Jr. is trying to pull out and get in space, and Najee Harris is literally, like, behind him, like, you've got to go. You've got to get going. And he kind of pushes him forward. And I think that's been a problem. The Steelers, they aren't. The, the Steelers' offensive line hasn't learned how to be aggressive and coordinated yet. And there's been flashes where they put that together. But, again, what do we say all season long? When you have a, a young offensive line that's been put together by a couple free agent signings and, you know, you got two guys, you know, that are still, you know in, 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 uh, in Kevin Dotson and Dan Moore Jr. that are still figuring things out, these ups and downs are going to happen. And this, this is, again, why I think a lot of this comes from you need to pass you need to throw to open up the run. And, you know, some of that, you know, involves, you know, Kenny Pickett making the right decisions and then feeding off of it. But that's a tricky balance to also maintain when you don't have a bread and butter. And I think that's Matt Canada's biggest problem right now is that the Steelers don't have a thing that they can just do and it just works. You know what I mean? Like there's no, mm-hmm. there's no play that you know you can call and you can get five, six good yards right away. Um, you know, and there's times that it can't, you can call it and you can get it if the certain alignment is right. Like, uh, you know, I think that when you saw Kenny Pickett, when he started, when he threw over the middle a couple of times, when he completed the ball down the field, right after that, the run opened up. But when you followed it with another run, that's when the, other t- that's when the Bills were like, oh, okay, yeah, we're not going to let that happen again because you're going to have to do that consistently. And I think that's the problem. You need consistency in the passing offense to get things going um, and or consistency anywhere right now, really. And the Steelers just don't have that, especially on offense. Now, being the foodie that I am, and I am actually really hungry, when you <laughs> said they're bread and butter, I instantly started to salivate. I was like, man, I could there's go for pizza. some nice there's, bread there's and There's pizza butter. over in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. man. You know, I was thinking about that type of stuff. Right? Y'all all got the pizza? You oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's caliente like, here today. Like, man, I, I started thinking about all that type of I'm stuff. But but unfortunately, unfortunately, though, Chris, that's not the only side of the ball that's lost their proverbial bread and butter. Defensively, we are struggling to rush the passer yep. and play yep. pass coverage. I want to start with the pass coverage part first because, you know, I'm personally, you know, uh, that pass rush, it it hurts me a little (laughs) bit too much to talk about right now. So we'll talk pass coverage, okay? But what do you make of this secondary, man? And and are you nervous? I mean, what I make of this secondary is that this isn't the secondary that you're paying. Uh, You know, Akella Witherspoon out. Cam Sutton didn't finish the game. Levi Wallace didn't finish the game. 
Uh, Jarrell Evans didn't play the game. Devontae KZ still on injured reserve. That's five of your top six defensive backs not available. And that's a and that itself is a problem. It doesn't excuse you know some of the mistakes say, they're making. Because Levi was out there for a little while now. He yeah. was, and he made an interception. And it, but, but eventually, when he got hurt, you're putting Josh Jackson. I mean, I forgot that Josh Jackson was on the roster. I was like, wait a minute, that's right, he's there. No way, he's giving up a touchdown. Like it's just like eventually you're going to have those cracks. But also, even before, like say Levi Wallace is the guy out there. The, the, you you the, like when people talk about this 100 million dollar defense, I saw a lot of people saying that on Sunday. Hey, oh, what a 100 million dollar defense this is. You're well, missing 30. You're mil. missing about. You're missing 30 mil at least. <laughs> at least 30. Yeah. You're missing, <laughs> You're missing probably 40 when you combine. Yeah, because T.J. Watt is a 25 yeah, mil. Yeah. Mario Ginjobi that you signed for money, he, he didn't finish the game. Cam but Sutton, at, at, least, at, least 30, at least 35. At yeah. least <laughs> at least 35. I, I, by my count, I counted when I counted up on Sunday, and that was just the initial count before more injuries were tacked on. I counted 36. 36. So, okay, okay. Ooh, but I knew it was in that range, man. Yeah, that's a lot of millions. It's not out there. Yeah, yeah. So you're, you're talking about you're talking about a 64 million dollar defense, which isn't even close. It's like it's like in the bottom half of the league as yes. far as how expensive it is. So like, let's be real about that part. But again, that's just if you're talking about you know mistakes assembling the defense. What's truly the problem? What, what you know that, that doesn't excuse the guys who are on the field. What's truly the problem right now? Like you said, there has to be something that this defense feeds off of as a strength, and the pass rush was supposed to be it, and it's not it right now. I think teams are they're, 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 they're taking a lot more effort to kind of to kind of get to Alex Highsmith, make sure that he isn't the one guy that beats them. You know, I think Cam Hayward hasn't had as much help next to him as we were hoping from Larry Ogunjobi. And then when Larry Ogunjobi went out, it was Chris Wormley. It was Tyson Alulu. It was those guys. And you saw they weren't able to really get off their blocks. And those are all major concerns. This defense feeds off of getting after the quarterback, setting the line of scrimmage, and – you know, I think there's times when they do it, but they just haven't been consistent enough. You see them moving around DeMarvin Leal. This guy wasn't just playing inside. He was playing a lot of edge, too, in, in place of Malik Reed. They're looking for answers. They're trying to find them. They've just been striking out and finding those answers up front. And, you know, most – I know we want to talk about the secondary, but frankly, you know, I think the secondary, they hung in there as much as they could. You know, they got torched on that first play. Cause Trey, but, again, Trey Norwood, the fourth safety on, on your team, bit on a bit up bit while he was playing center field because he thought Gabe Davis was running a crossing pattern. Turned out he was running he was just running the go up the middle. So those guys are gonna make mistakes. You need the guys up front who are healthy to to make plays and they just haven't made enough. No they have not. I think that is uh, That's a nice way to put it like it's that. a nice way to put That's it. Nice it. That's certainly a fair way to put it. Chris, as we start to wrap this thing up, uh I think I'd be remiss today too. Just wanted to get your opinion on this. Um Where's your where's your confidence meter in Chris Boswell? He's been so money. He's been one of the best kickers in the league pretty consistently, except for one year when he was injured with the Steelers. Um, any any cause for concern there? You think that you know it was just some weird things in that first game against Cincinnati, some some wins in, in tough conditions against Buffalo yesterday. You have any real uh, you know concern over Chris Boswell for these next what would it be thirteen games? Um. Uh- not yet. I mean, that was a wild situation. twelve games. We Sorry. saw the wind. Yeah, yeah. We we uh we saw like the wind. The wind. I mean, the field goal posts were blowing at one point. Like they were they were blowing back and forth. So it's like this is that was just a, a rough spot. You know, he was three of four against against the Bengals. Two of two against the Patriots. One of two against the Browns. Um, and two of two against the Jets. You know. This guy has been ultra consistent all year, all, all, all for most of his career. Outside of like you said, that that one year where he where he struggled, 
Uh, right now, he's at 69%. Nice. Um, from the, you know, at, at field goal percentage. Nice. Um, nice. But, I like it. And, and that would be lower than that. That would be, that would be only time that he's been lower than that is 2018. But like you said, I think that that's been circumstantial. I think he'll, he'll get it back at some point. I'm not too concerned about Chris Boswell, the long run. He's been known to correct any problems that he sees. All right. Well, and I guess the last concerned question that I have for you, um, just pertains to the injury front, Pat Frymuth, um oh, sustained yeah. a concussion. Now, yeah. Obviously, this is another one in a very short span of time when you're talking about this season, last season, and stuff like that. What is your thought process with him in terms of this week and his availability? I mean, my problem is I don't think he should be available. Even if he says he feels fine, I think this is his third concussion yeah. in his career, guys. That's a concern. And you can't just keep coming back from that. That's going to cause you long-term life issues. And I know Mike Tomlin makes a big point to uh, to protect his players, as anyone can attest. Um, but this needs to be the, the, this needs to be taken very seriously. And I know that he's a big part of what this offense needs right now. But his needs come before that of the team uh, when it comes to health-wise. I don't think the Steelers should see him this week again. Even if he says I'm fine, I think the Steelers should shut him down. Let him recover for an extra week, and if he's fine for two weeks, even if he passes the protocol, if he's fine for two weeks, then give him that shot. But you know, it's a little nervous. I mean, you saw that hit. I mean, it was crowned on a helmet. You know, guy, you know, guy coming in there. It was legal. You know, he, he wasn't defenseless. He was down. He was he was a runner. You know, he had he possessed the football. Um, but you know, it's one of the dangers of the game. And you know, if you're, you're if you're the Steelers, you've got to protect them. Not just because he's your long term investment, and you hope that he's one of your best playmaking tight ends, but also because he's a person, and you need to take care of him. You need to do right by him. Uh, if, if I'm them, I don't even give I don't even give him the chance this week. I say, hey man, you've suffered a lot of these. Let's take a breather. Let's see how you're doing. Let's get some some you know, more doctors just looking at you to make sure. Okay, one more before we let you go, real quick. As the show's resident sure. pit man, okay. Okay. Yeah, Demar Hamlin, Kenny Pickett, a little Panther on Panther crime. <laughs> What's going on here? Panther on Panther violence. Yeah, I, I actually noted that during the game. As soon as I saw that hit, I was like, ooh, that's DeMar. Ooh, that's bad. And then you even kind of saw DeMar trying to like, go up to Kenny Pickett afterwards. He definitely he did. Like, <laughs> he definitely yeah, yeah, like, did. He was like, my bad, bro. And Kenny was just like not in the mood. But, but that's who Kenny is. He's a competitor. And I even think, I think Mike Tomlin worded it the best way after the game. He wasn't mad at DeMar Hamlin. Because you know what? Football's a fast game. I don't necessarily think it was a quote-unquote dirty hit. Dirty means you were, were trying to hurt him outside of the spirit of the game. Right. If you know DeMar Hamlin, he wouldn't be doing that to Kenny. Him and Kenny were boys. They were, they, you know, they, they were a big part of what helped fix pit football in recent years. But if you look at that play, he's like, hey, what the, the real problem was the officials. It was an illegal play. It was a play that should have been played. Kenny Pickett went down. And for anyone that says, well, what about his fake slide? Listen, the fake slide's been illegal in the NFL. No, you don't have to worry about that. So it's literally not even a factor in, in, in this in this in this situation. It should have been flagged. It wasn't. I think that the referees should be you know should be really looked at, not just because like they're uh, you know oh they're they they were homers for the Bills, but because they let that game get way out of hand. There were several hits on Kenny Pickett that were late that they were just letting fly by, and you saw with each time it's like all right, okay, you want to let that fly, and then you see James Daniels. You know what? I'm going to protect my quarterback because you're not going to. And then you saw. You know, a near like entire bench clear out for the Bills to try yeah. to defend their guy. It's just you got to step in the way of that. And if you're not going to protect, you know, a quarterback who's down and saving, supposed to be untouched, well, then, you know, the Steelers have to find a way to protect their guys. And that's what Mike Thomas' point was. So I don't think it was that bad with DeMar Hamlin as far as his decision. I think the at the end of the game, I think it was what Jordan Phillips 
you know, the, the hit itself wasn't illegal, but the effort to try to pull his knee out from under him, away, away from him when the ball was out of his hand, that I felt like was totally unnecessary. And I was like, that was, okay, that was dirty. That was like, you, you were trying to injure him on that play. There's not a, that's not a football play. That's a, that's a, hey, like if you, diving is one thing, but diving, pulling his leg while he's definitely throwing the ball and it's out, that's another. And um, I, I think those type of things were, were more of a problem. But DeMar, I think him and Kenny are kind of over it already. They, they'll move forward with that. But there was certainly a lot of chippiness out there, and the Steelers didn't appreciate it. I, I do think, though, this goes into, you know, something that Ray Fittipaldo for the Post-Gazette wrote about. You know, there was emotion in the locker room. Arthur Mollett calling out guys, you know, guys, you know, trying to figure out, like, you know, why is anyone smiling or laughing right now? This is not a, this is not a fun time. The, the Bills not only punched you in the mouth, you know, in the score, they punched you in the mouth with late hits, and they were beating you guys up. This was a complete bullying, and that's not who the Steelers are is accepting those bullying. A lot of times, for many years, we've seen Mike Tomlin's team rise up. And my, uh, the most, you were there for it. 2016, four-game losing streak, mm-hmm. middle of the season, y'all four and five. It's rough. It looks like it's done. What'd y'all do? Y'all want out the rest of the season and got to the AFC Championship. Like, this has been Mike Tomlin's MO is that he finds ways to get his guys going. 2019. They did it with Devlin Hodges and Mason Mason Rudolph. Hey, 2020 when they were well, not 2020, 2021 last year uh, when you went when, when they played, there were several times you thought, oh, they're down and out. No, they rallied to find answers. The question is, who's going to find those answers? And I think that the people who do step up on those moments, they'll be the guys that the Steelers want to pay and want to keep around for. A while. It's like, hey, these are guys that we could build around. Those who don't might not be. And the question is going to be, you know, can anybody step up? Because if nobody steps up. Then you're talking about, well, you know you have Minkovich Patrick and T.J. Watt and Najee Harris and Kenny Pickett and guys like that. But if these other guys aren't stepping up, then you're going to be talking about a lot of different moves in the next few years to try to figure out who's your next nucleus of Pittsburgh Steelers. Whole lot of questions. Twelve more games to start to find some answers. Our buddy Chris Carter, kind enough to be with us the entire way. Buddy, great stuff. Make sure you're checking out his work in the PG, the Locked On Steelers podcast as he well, too. He didn't get left off bad and bougie. He did not get left off bad and bougie. Chris, we appreciate the not. time. As always, partner, enjoy the rest of your week. We'll talk soon. Thanks, fellas. Kenny Black. He's the chaplain. He is. He is the chaplain. In the name of the Father Jeez. and the Son. And the holy picket. Kitty Nation! Oh, man. Let's <laughs> right. He's funny, that guy. He's funny. We got to get to a break. Our last break of the day. On the other side, as Andy Reid would say, time's yours. We've gotten, oh, jeez, about two or three dozen <laughs> tweets already, as you can imagine. We'll parse through them. We'll try again. A lot of questions. We're trying to find some answers. We'll continue that for our final segment when we return on the other side. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.